Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of the Physique Development Podcast, a podcast bringing you structured Q&As, deep dives on a single topics, and inside looks at our team. In today's episode, we are going to talk about Thanksgiving. Obviously, it's coming up here. And this podcast will be going live on Monday, so you'll have a few days to listen to it before the holiday season. But a lot of these things also apply to Christmas, holidays in general. So this is something that is evergreen that you can use the tips in moving forward as you travel, do holidays, or whatever that may look like. So there's going to be four main things I want to touch on, and then I'm going to go through a lot of tips. But these four things will put you in a really solid spot to get started. So number one is don't be an asshole. That might be an interesting way to start a podcast to give you some information on how to go through the holidays with your health and fitness goals, but I think that it does encompass a lot. When it comes to the phrase, don't be an asshole, uh, first I play in my head, I was thinking about this earlier today, the quote from The Office and Dwight Schrute was talking to Michael and Michael said, what's the most influential piece of advice I ever gave you? And Dwight said, don't be an idiot. It changed my life. And then it pans to his talking head and it says, Whenever I think, would an idiot do that, I just don't do it. So it's the same thing here. Whenever you think, would an asshole do that or say that, then make sure that you're not saying things that an asshole would say or do. So within that, don't be an asshole about what someone else is choosing to eat, about someone else's weight, about how much or how little someone's eating, about if someone's drinking or not. Don't be an asshole. Just don't be mean and, and be able to be in a positive spot. The other thing is to not eat like an asshole. So this encompasses a lot of what I'm going to go over. But if you truly think about it, this is a, something where I don't need to tell you how to survive the holidays because the holidays aren't meant to be survived. They're meant for you to be present within them um, and to enjoy them. And sometimes people get so hyped up about what am I going to do? What if my food's not perfect? What if my training's not perfect? Where, first of all, I hate to break it to you, most of the time people aren't perfect year round except for sometimes competitors, but realize that within your day-to-day -day life, if you're to reflect back, how often are you perfect within that? regard. Um, so realizing that a day or two for a holiday shouldn't throw you that much off because that does happen in your day-to-day -day life in general. Um, but it is something of being able to think like, hey, is it asshole-like to go ahead and eat this much? Do I need 17 servings of sweet potato casserole? Do I need six dinner rolls? Do I need all of this? So it's not about restriction. It's not about let me give you all the tips so that you don't gain weight over the holiday season. It's let's really think about this at the core of it. The core of it is our health. And our health includes our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, our um, relational health, and so many other aspects. So you want to be able to zoom out. And instead of making this all about your fitness goals, where you can still have fitness goals and enjoy the holidays, I can promise you that, really being able to think of it at the core of your health. Because I promise you, I make a very stern promise with this, if you give a shit about your health, about what's going on, then you're going to be in a pretty solid spot. Um, because I can go through the holidays and I can enjoy rolls, sweet potato casserole, 
um, some monkey bread. I can enjoy the turkey. I can enjoy all of that and it not be that big of a deal because of the base of it. I think back to my health and I think back to not eating like an asshole. Um, and so if you're always thinking about those of what's going to serve me the best, then you'll be in a really solid spot. And I can't reiterate enough. That doesn't mean that this is about restriction. It more so means this is about tuning into yourself, being able to have accurate hunger cues, being able to chew slower, being able to be well hydrated and well fed. Oftentimes going into the holidays, people under eat the days leading up to it or the day of because they know they're going to be eating more where I'm sorry, but sometimes if you are restricting food, you get hungrier and you end up overeating. And we don't want to get into that cycle at all. We want this to be something where you eat and you enjoy it. And then you're able to keep moving forward without completely sidelining yourself because you ate like an asshole and now you feel miserable. And now you've associated, oh, the holidays are something that I'm just going to feel like crap around where that doesn't have to be the case. Um, the other thing here is to track or not track. It doesn't matter. It's very situational per the person, but just make the decision and go forward. It doesn't matter if your best friend is tracking. It doesn't matter if no one else is tracking. It doesn't matter if you're tracking and no one else is, or if you're the only one not tracking. It doesn't matter. It's going to be situational for what's the best for you. And these situations, if you're not in a prep, it's likely that if you have a coach, they gave you a free meal. Now, maybe you're going through multiple events, and that's a question that we got that I'll be addressing. But it is something of being able to decide what's going to be best for me in this situation and moving forward. To give you an insight into what I'm personally doing, I'll be tracking the days leading up to it. And then for a day or two, I'll just be being mindful of my food and then getting back into tracking. It's not disordered to track. It's disordered for certain people to track. So being able to realize what's going to be the best for me and the best situation. I can also say that if you're not in a structured diet or in a prep, it's not going to kill you to have one meal that is untracked. So being able to roll with the punches there, but just being able to realize that it doesn't matter if you do or don't track, just make that decision, make that plan, and you'll be in a solid spot. And then that fourth main thing I wanted to talk through is make sure your expectations match your effort. People go into the holidays and I have clients or just people who want to lose weight and they'll be like, well, let's start a diet. And I'm like, well, it's the beginning of November. Let's talk about what all's going on in the next few months. Is this a good environment? a good situation for you to be consistent and for us to see the results that we want. And then they're able to reflect and be like, oh no, my effort within that is not going to match what my expectation of, of the goal I want to hit. So it's the same thing with holidays, with travel, with honestly anything that you're doing is making sure that your effort match your expectation. And if they don't change that expectation or change your effort, don't sit and complain or be frustrated if you didn't hit what you're going to hit and make realistic goals for what that's going to look like. Um, so don't sit here and be like, I'm just going to not um, gain any weight over the holidays and everything's going to be perfect when you know that that's not an effort that you can put forth. Um, and also noting that you don't need to not gain weight over the holidays. Again, it is going to be situational and we do always always, always at physique development want to reflect back on your health is what's going to matter. And the multiple facets of your health is what you always want to be able to reflect on. So now I'm going to go through some different tips for food um, about some things that I know within the holidays and within Thanksgiving um, that could be helpful. So one is that you can always go back for more. 
people within the holidays like to load up their plates because they also have the thought process of I only get these foods every once in a while, or they don't want to offend someone that is making the food and they pile up their plate. But know that you can always go back for seconds. I don't know if I've ever heard of or been to a Thanksgiving situation where there was not extras of literally everything at the end of the day. There's always leftovers for Thanksgiving. So you can always go back for more. So uh, a great thing to do is to get um, a plate, eat what's on that, wait a little bit of time to truly see if you're hungry, um, letting that food truly digest instead of just trying to pile on more, and then being able to go up and get the things that you wanted more of instead of feeling like you're in this situation where you have to get so much on your plate and then you don't want to waste it or you don't want to offend someone by not cleaning your plate and all these other aspects because it's pretty hard to take something from a casserole and then put it back in the casserole dish that is also frowned upon. So know that you can always go back for more and to not have this mentality of I need to load up my entire plate. The other thing talking about plates is using a smaller plate can be helpful. Um, again, this doesn't mean that you have to diet or you always have to like manage each individual food that you're eating, but I am just going to give you full tips as we're navigating through this. But but a smaller plate can be helpful. So families get out nice place for holidays. Um, sometimes there's the charger plates and then a big plate on it. And so with a pretty big plate, sometimes it can be hard to gauge portion sizes, especially if it's a much different plate than you're used to. A representation of this is used like your normal bowls. So let's say you have like a, a meal that you have almost every day. I bet if you didn't use the scale, you could pretty easily guesstimate a serving size because you're so used to seeing that serving size on that plate or that bowl. Um, um, then go and get like a big mixing bowl and either just pour that into it and see how different it looks or try to measure the exact same amount without using a food scale and see how difficult it is to gauge that amount. So that's something if you don't feel super confident within your ability to track or guesstimate or even know serving sizes, being able to just use a smaller plate can be helpful. That is a dieting hack. Um, I will say that where if I'm dieting, I try to use smaller plates or I'll use contrasting plates. So for example, if I'm eating yogurt that's going to be white, I'm not going to put it in a white bowl. I'm going to put it in a colored bowl so there's more contrast so it feels like there's more versus like when you're bulking, then you might want to do it in the same color so it feels like you there's not as much. So there are some different tips there that you can kind of use to your advantage um, and be able to play around with that. So being able to use that smaller plate can be helpful or just being conscientious of serving sizes or again, just getting less than you think that you're going to want and then always being able to go back for more is a great thing to be able to use. The, the next thing is portion sizes in general. So again, you might be brand new to tracking. You might have never tracked before. You might be a very established tracker. It could be anyone listening to this but portion sizes are going to be helpful. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you can only have one portion or one serving size of something that you have at Thanksgiving or on holidays, but more so just to have that helpful gauge. The big thing about tracking and what we really preach here at Physique Development is it's a means to an end. It teaches you about food. I've been tracking for multiple years. I have so much knowledge about food. I could stop tracking this instant and to be able to eat the same way just because I have so much knowledge around food. 
food. So it is something of being able to know those portion sizes is very helpful. So in the show notes, I will have an infographic linked for portion sizes that you can just use your fingers or objects that are very common knowledge of what size they are. So if you are a little on edge of, oh, I I don't know if I'm going to pick the right things, you can always revert back to that. And that's a super easy infographic to do when you're traveling or eating out or something like that, where I do not take my food scale when I leave my house unless I am like traveling and bringing food with me, but I don't like take it to restaurants or anything like that. So it's going to be great to be able to uh, check your portion sizes with your hands that are always on you, or again, knowing those um, common uh, sizes of things. Um, Another thing here is to journal. So being able to journal about how you want the day to go, um, your expectations of the day, your wants out of the day can be very helpful. This is something especially if you have a lot of fear around food or if you're in an environment that you're a little nervous going into. I know that the holidays can be extremely hard for a lot of people, whether you're around family that doesn't understand what your new lifestyle is, family that is going to be an asshole or going to judge you. Um, There's a lot going on here and there's a lot of dynamics that um, could be the case. So being able to journal gives you some space and it allows you to do something that's not only stress relieving for you, and we all know the holidays can be stressful, but it gives you some personal space. So being able to do that in the morning or being able to be like, hey, at this time every day, especially if I'm traveling and around family or if I'm hosting, I'm going to go into a separate space. I'm going to have five to 10 minutes alone, and I'm going to journal about what's going on here. Um, And that can put you in a positive headspace. Another thing here is to not go in starving, kind of like I talked about earlier, of people will fast the whole day or really minimize what they're eating going into the meal. This isn't about starvation. This isn't about evening out the calories. This isn't about making sure you make up for your calories. This is about making sure that you're well-fed so you're going into a meal able to eat a normal amount of food. So it's the same thing for if I have a free meal or date night or any event that there's going to be food, I make sure that I'm not going in absolutely famished um, because that puts me in a spot where sometimes my stomach hurts before I even start eating because I'm so hungry. Um, And then when I start eating, it hurts because my stomach has been so hungry. But it is also something where if you go in very hungry, then you could overeat because you're basically like trying to eat the calories that you've eaten earlier. And that's really hard on your digestive tract. Something that I really want to push forward here is your digestion to keep that in mind. If you have sensitivities, not eating those foods. If you have allergies, staying away from those foods. Um, If you know that something is not going to sit well in your stomach, staying away from those foods. And it took me a while personally. If you guys know my backstory, I've dealt with issues with my digestive tract since I was in middle school and high school. Um, It's something that I felt that I was restricting myself because a lot of the foods that I can't personally eat are more so deemed as bad foods. Um, But there's also a lot of healthy foods that I can't eat and don't digest well for me. So you have to kind of flip your mindset if you are dealing with digestive issues or GI distress that it's not a restriction thing. It's you're again looking out for your health because you are what you digest. And if you eat something you can't digest, you're uncomfortable, you can be grouchy, it can be completely mood altering. There is the gut brain access um, and it can be very difficult in that regard. So being able to make sure you're not going in 
starving, and then making sure that you're eating foods that are going to sit well with your stomach, or if you know you're eating foods that aren't going to sit well with your stomach, either having a digestive enzyme or, again, matching that expectation um, in those efforts together of, hey, I know I'm going to be eating something. So for me, dairy ain't my best friend. Even if I like it, it doesn't like me back, which I think is a sham. Um, But my sister owns a cheesecake company. I love cheesecake. So when I do eat cheesecake, I'm making the note, hey, you might be a little bit uncomfortable and you have to be okay with that because you're making this decision. Um, So that's something to keep in mind there. But digestive enzymes can be helpful. And then a few other things within... um, your food is being mindful, making sure you're chewing slowly, making sure you get in enough water, making sure you get in enough water. I know the weekends are hard for people to get in water, but even more so on the holidays, make sure you're getting in some freaking water. I promise it's not only going to help digestion, it's going to help how you feel, your mood, your energy, everything. Get in some water. But the digestive enzymes, chewing slowly um, and making sure that you are um, being aware of kind of what that looks like for your meals. And um, like, for example, if I'm trying to talk too much while I eat, then I can have issues with my digestion. Or if I try to eat too fast, I can have issues with my digestion. So being aware of those factors as well. And that's another thing. If you go in starving, you you normally eat too fast, and then that causes digestive distress as well as the other distress that was already going on. Um, I've mentioned this briefly, but eating real meals throughout the week and the day. So we like to have a later lunch as our Thanksgiving. I eat a full breakfast, a full normal breakfast. And sometimes that looks like some coffee cake or some monkey bread or something fun like cinnamon rolls that my mom has made. But I really make sure I get in protein and a solid thing there instead of just eating carbs and fats. It's not bad to eat just carbs and fats. It's just I'm aware of how I feel if I only eat carbs and fats. And if it's like a big sugar bomb in the morning, that can really make me in a weird place. So I do need some fats with my breakfast. I do need carbs. I do need protein. I do need fiber for me to feel my best. So reflect on what those metrics are for you. So even if you do have that cinnamon roll, maybe you have a protein shake or some yogurt or something, some eggs on the side to make sure that you're not having that big crash later. So being conscientious of these things, it's again, taking it back to your health. How are you going to feel at the end of the day? It's not thinking, oh, uh, I need to make sure I get protein protein in because I need to be um, I need to be on my fitness grind. It's hey, I know how I feel when I just eat sugar and carbs for breakfast versus when I have a well-rounded meal. So reshape the way you think about these things instead of constantly thinking, oh, it's a restriction or I have to do this. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel better when I eat a well-rounded meal. It is enjoyable for me to eat something like a cinnamon roll or monkey bread or coffee um, coffee cake for breakfast, but it doesn't always put me in the best spot if I don't have anything else with it. So instead of looking at it as, oh, this is me being restrictive because I'm not just enjoying what my family is enjoying, the more that you get into fitness, the more that you've done this, the more that you are hyper aware of what makes you feel good. And I am hyper aware of what makes me feel good. And I try to honor that the most that I can. And that includes enjoying things to its fullest degree. But that also includes being mindful and conscientious of how I'm showing up for myself throughout all of this. Um, So another thing is to focus on the foods you really want. Um, I've talked to multiple people. I know Thanksgiving food might be your absolute favorite. It might just be eh to you. So don't feel like it's Thanksgiving. I have to be a lot. I have to eat a lot. I have to feel uncomfortable. That's not the case. 
Um, so for me, I prioritize getting in some turkey. Um, I love some rolls with my turkey. I make little sandwiches. And then really for me, sweet potato casserole is my jam. So it's not that I feel like I need to eat everything else. I just eat the things that I know that I'm going to enjoy. Um, and then Another thing here is to um, the mindset of thinking, well, I only get this food once a year, so I have to like eat it to its upteenth degree. So instead of thinking it in that way, think of it of I only get this food once a year. I don't want to make myself miserable while I'm eating it. I want to savor it. Or it's something of why do we only make those things once a year? If you love those foods, make them at other times, or you can make a quicker or f more friendly for macro version if you would like to throughout the year. So as I mentioned, sweet potato casserole is my jam. I've made like sweet potato casserole bowls where I've done baked sweet potatoes. I mix in brown sugar and some candied pecans and some other things in there, and I'll just eat that by myself and I'll be able to enjoy it when I want to. So being able to reframe your mindset towards those things and also being able to realize that even if you do only get those foods once a year, maybe it's a special family recipe and your mom only makes it X amount of time per year, being able to again reflect on, okay, if I do overeat this, which is completely fine in certain situations of, like I said, within cheesecake, it's not the best for me to eat, but I eat it because I love it, of a situation of, okay, my mom made this, I really want to enjoy it. But knowing, hey, I might have a little bit of a stomach ache. I might not feel my best. I might retain water. So being aware of what that looks like for you. And that's not something of being like talking to yourself of I need to know what's going to happen and what the consequences are. It's more so of being able to, again, know what your expectations are. So you're not then in a weird headspace or a bad headspace because of what happened happened. Um, so being mindful of your hunger cues, your fullness cues, chewing um, and eating slowly is going to be huge. Moving your body. So again, this isn't something to burn calories. You do not need to earn your calories. You do not need to burn the calories that you ate. It's more so of, again, honoring what feels good. For me, it feels good to have a certain amount of steps in a day. And that's not even to 10K steps. It's just I need to get like four to 6,000 to feel good about my day and for my digestion to feel the best. So it's more so focused on digestion than, oh, I need to get so many steps to burn so many calories. So with your digestion, again, I highly recommend you focus on that. Walks before or after your meal, um, just sh short ones, not trying to like do hit and burn calories, but keeping your heart rate low, below 110, going for a leisurely walk. That can be really great for your digestion, eating foods that feel good, digestive enzymes, water, that's going to be helpful. So like I talked about, it is also very stressful during the holidays. So being able to to work on your stress management and your sleep quality. Because again, if you're traveling or if you're hosting or if you have a lot going on, that can be a lot. And so if you think about, um, hey, I'm gonna have different variables because I'm not gonna be training um, as much or as frequently. I have different variables because I have access to different foods and my schedule is very different as well. You still wanna prioritize those main bulk of things of, hey, I wanna make sure I'm still getting good enough sleep and I wanna make sure that I'm I'm doing things to manage my stress along the way. 
Fiber is another thing that um, I would talk about paying attention to if you do have digestive issues of being able to realize um, like if you go a day and you have your normal fiber all week and then on Thanksgiving day it's very low and then it shoots back up, you could have some digestive distress from that. So it might be a good idea of just, hey, later in the day, I want to make sure I get some raspberries in or some fiber in a different way just to make sure, again, my gut is feeling the absolute best because I can tell you the holidays where my gut feels good, I feel fun phenomenal versus the other. Um, So another thing here is modified recipes. I got a question as far as if there's any recipes that I made that were lower calorie or macro friendly. I personally have not done that for Thanksgiving um, just because it is something that I have either been in prep, so I know I'm not eating any of the foods, period, or it's something where I've not been in prep, so I've enjoyed the foods. I do not try to alter those foods because it is something that I do try to cherish that time with my family. But especially, again, um, I have clients that are gluten-free or vegan um, or a combination of those or dairy-free or have different things of being able to make a recipe that you know is going to be safe for you can be really um, great so that you don't have to worry about things. Now, with alcohol, alcohol is something that can definitely be enjoyed. Um, And if you didn't know, alcohol is actually the fourth macro and it's seven calories per gram. If you wanted to track your alcohol, what you can do here is either choose if you want it to go between carbs or fats or a mixture of both. You can create like a recipe or like a, a item in my fitness pal, make it Sue's wine. And then let's say I want a glass of wine, you'll take the calories and either divide it by nine if you're going to do it for fats or divide it by four if you're going to do it for carbs or kind of split. So let's say that a glass of wine, let's do easy, is 100 calories. I'll say, okay, 50 divided by nine because I want half to be fats and then 50 divided by four and track it as those macros. So just a little helpful tip if you do want to track alcohol. But the main reason I brought up alcohol is just to be aware of how it makes you feel or how it might change a variable that if you're going to be drinking alcohol, again, making sure that you're getting in enough water and being conscientious of that alcohol can be a distress on the digestive system. So really just pay attention to what feels best to you personally. And don't feel pressured to drink alcohol if other people are drinking alcohol. It is my least favorite thing that someone feels the need to ask, okay, why are you not eating or eating that? Or why are you drinking or not drinking that? Because in my opinion, and I think everyone's opinion should be, who cares? <laughs> as long as you're doing what you personally want to do. So I hate the societal pressure around alcohol. Um, but within that, just a helpful tip, you can just carry around a cup and most of the time people just thinks it's out think it's alcohol so i've done that before just to completely evade the question but if you do feel pressured just being able to say hey i appreciate it i just don't feel like drinking right now thank you um, and i know that there are many families and family dynamics that they might continue to pressure you but even even pulling people aside before people are drinking to kind of make the comments so that those comments don't continue can be very helpful. I did also record a podcast on um, if you have a lack of support on your fitness journey, and I talked about some different situations of how to have conversations with people that might make negative comments towards you. So that might be a great podcast to listen to going into visiting family and navigating through that. So that will also be linked in the show notes below. Um, so you can also plan out ahead. So that is something of, um, okay, if I'm going to travel to visit family, I want to make sure I have a few meals that are all set. I just have to microwave so I'm not infiltrating the kitchen if the kitchen is going to be crazy busy with Thanksgiving. Um, And I have some go-tos because 
I know that, again, I feel best with certain food. And so if I'm traveling or if I'm going to see people, I'll just bring my food. It's ready to go. If we eat out or do something else, great, but I always have that as a backup or I'll always have some different snacks or protein bars because if you go in completely unprepared, then it could be of, oh, I'm eating completely different food for the whole week and I don't have access to anything that I normally would and I'm not going to go to the grocery store and all this other thing. So just kind of planning ahead and keeping an eye on what you want to accomplish during that time. Um, so it is something that I also got a question as far as I want to stay on track because I feel like like I can't get momentum. But what I want to comment on that is what you do 90% of the time matters more than that 10%. Um, as long as you aren't being an asshole during that 10% time. Uh, so being able to focus on if you feel like you can't get momentum, or you finally got momentum, and now it's the holiday season, and it feels like it's hard to keep that momentum. Again, being able to journal, being able to reflect on your efforts and your expectations, being able to make a plan for yourself is going to get you very freaking far. Um, and we have multiple podcasts talking about how to navigate through these situations. We have one on how to track your macros and hit your macros with ease. Um, and we have ones for also, um, just a side note, for traveling and training and traveling with food. So those traveling and training and traveling with food will also be linked below, just so that you guys are linked in the show notes below. What am I talking about? Um, it will be linked in the show notes so that you guys can go back and listen to that because those are great resources for whether you're traveling in general or as you continue to travel for the holidays. Um, and it is something that you can also make an effort to do stuff that doesn't surround food. Yes, the Thanksgiving meal in and of itself is very surrounded around food, but being able to be like, hey, let's go on a walk. Let's go and do something. If you're visiting family or back to where you grew up or you're in a new environment, ask them what their favorite thing to do around there is. There's obviously a lot of holiday things to do, but being able to focus on other things so it doesn't feel like it's constantly all about food all of the time. Um, and now if you are trying traveling to family, like I said, having meals or snacks you like can be extremely helpful just so you don't feel like you're unprepared going into the situation. And again, if they have stuff, then great, you are overprepared. And I'd much rather be overprepared than underprepared um, because it's the worst when you're just hungry and you just want like a normal meal. And then all there is is takeout or like food that you don't personally want to eat. Um, so it is something that I, I don't want you guys to think that you have to overcompensate with cardio training or under eating. Um, it's going to be best if you try to keep stress low. Um, don't stress about tracking the right thing or anything like that. I will link a YouTube video below about how to track things that you're not sure of how to track just in case you are tracking up until Thanksgiving or through Thanksgiving, then you do have those resources as well. Um, and don't be selfish. Don't make the day about your fitness and your progress be able to be present within what's happening. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't be selfish in general. I think that you should be selfish within your goals, but within certain situations, being able to realize when it's important to push that forward and when it's important to pull that back. Um, and don't spiral. There'll also be an article. There's going to be a lot of resources in this because I do want you guys to feel the most prepared. So there's going to be an article linked about that all or nothing approach with the holidays and just in general. I get a lot of, well, I already messed up. So I just kind of went the other other direction and continued to mess up. 
when you get a flat tire, do you go and slash your other tires because you already got to get your tire fixed? No, because that would be extremely expensive. So it's the same thing. Um, it does add up and it does put you in a position where you have a negative mentality around food of feeling like you can never get back on track, but you're always one bite away or one decision away from being back on the track that you personally want to be on. So try not to slash all of your tires, um, but that article will be linked and that'll be helpful. Another thing is don't feel like you need to weigh yourself the next day. Days after free meals, I often don't weigh myself. And especially if I'm not tracking for a meal or a period of time, that metric is not necessarily the most helpful. What is that metric telling you? It's telling you you had more food volume. It's telling you that maybe you had food later in a day. It's telling you that maybe you had more calories. It's also telling you maybe you had more salt or sodium or an imbalance of electrolytes. So you're having something else. Most people cannot be objective enough about that number in general. And then on top of that, put the holidays where there's travel, there's stress, you're out of routine, you're eating foods that aren't normal. What does that metric help you? Um, And if you can't be objective with that, and you know right now if you can or can't, and if you're trying to convince yourself that you are objective with it, you probably aren't. Um, So if you can't be objective about it, don't pull that metric into the the party when it doesn't need to be a part of the party. Um, And then things to do is to be present with your family. Stay consistent the week leading in and the week after. Again, what you do 90% of the time matters a lot more than what you do 10% of the time. Um, Realize the food will always be there and enjoy the time and the food that you do get to enjoy. So food can be scary and freedom can be scary when you've taught, you have to grind 25-8, no days off. But I'm here to tell you it's going to be okay. It's okay not to track. It's okay to eat a little bit more than normal. It's okay not to go to the gym for a couple of days, and it's okay to find the holidays hard. What's not okay is to not care about yourself throughout all of this or feel like you can't make it through all of this um, because it is something where it can be very hard for some people, and that is okay that it's hard for you, but continuously using that hard as a way to learn more about yourself. Maybe after the holidays, you reflect and say, hey, what would I have liked to What are one or two things I want to do differently for next year so I feel better, not so that I lose more weight or that the scale is a lower reading or whatever it may be. What are some things that I can do that I can set myself up for some more success? That's a a prompt that I give clients a lot, whether it's after a free meal that didn't go as planned, it's after a holiday, it's after travel, of being able to reflect back what's one or two things I can do differently that is manageable. Don't take and be like, I'm going to be 100% next time and I'm not going to miss a workout and all of that. that. That's not realistic and we don't need to go from zero to 100. We need to find that middle ground and that part that's going to allow you to show up in the best situation for whatever people you're celebrating with as well as for yourself post the situation. So um, some questions from um, Instagram that I haven't necessarily gone over in this. Um, Favorite dishes to make for Thanksgiving? Uh, sweet potato casserole or sweet potato dumplings. Those are go-tos for me. The sweet potato dumplings are a Bush family recipe that I'm very thankful that I'm now in the loop on. They are delicious. Um, and then I do really like stuffing and we do a cornbread stuffing. I didn't grow up liking stuffing. So go me for, you know, you know broadening my horizons. And then we normally do Sister Sugart's rolls. If you know, you know. Um, yik yak, yik yak, uh, whatever Alex says. Um, or uh, the Hawaiian rolls. Those are both bangers, of course. Um, mashed potatoes are a good one. Um, I honestly would rather have rotisserie chicken than turkey, but 
I, I might be alone on that. Um, but those are some of my favorite. My family also normally makes garlic grits and green bean casserole. We'll be making um, a what are we making? Corn pudding this year and chess pie and um, broccoli casserole and a few other things. Um, and then I also so has asked healthy alternatives. Um, within this, some just tips for you in general. You can look up just um, alternatives for things that are causing those excess calories. So maybe there's a lot of oil in a recipe. Look up, okay, alternatives for oil, um, which is going to be something like an applesauce, or you can use, um, I mean, a multitude of different things in that regard, or a substitute for blank. You can you can play around with that um, to kind of figure out what that looks like for your meal. You can use alternatives and all of that. But there are a lot of great websites that have recipes for that. I just personally can't sit here and tell you the exact ones because I haven't personally done them and I don't want to sit here and tell you to try something that's not good. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I have a good reputation about uh, recommending good things and I don't really want to give that up. <laughs> um, and then another question was how to plan if you have multiple celebrations on different days throughout the week. And I thought this was a great question and a great one to end on as well. Um, so this is going to be great advice for if you have anything that happens multiple times for a week. So there's a few different ways to approach this. One, the first thing you need to do is figure out what your goal is at the end of it. Is your goal to stay on track as much as possible? Is your goal to stay as close to track but be able to have flexibility? Are you completely fine with having a week off track? What does that look like in the grand scheme of your goals? So that's going to be number one to figure out what's going on. Um, and then the next thing that you need to do once you've figured out, okay, what's my end goal with this? What do I want to accomplish with this? How does this stay? in line with what I'm doing, that's going to make it a lot easier to then decide what the next step is. So let's say that you're like, oh, I, I want to like really only take one free meal and then navigate through the rest. Within that, that's taking a look at, okay, what event do you want to be the most present in or what's going to be the hardest to track and what do you want to be able to make that meal that's a free meal? And then within the other situations, know, okay, am I going out to eat for these situations? Is it homemade food? How receptive is the host to uh, like any kind of requests? What does that look like for me? So there are going to be multiple steps to this of figuring out. Within Thanksgiving, I'm going to go ahead and assume they're all home celebrations. So within this, what you could do is to be able to kind of pick and choose. Hey, I'm going to grandma's and she makes the best sweet potato casserole. So I'm going to have turkey and really prioritize sweet potato casserole. Then I'm going to my aunt's and I don't really like the food at my aunt. This is a hypothetical situation. I don't have a grandma left, so even more hypothetical. Um, but I'm going to my aunt's. I don't really like my food at my aunt's, so I'm just going to have um, like basically enough to not be rude or I'm going to eat before and just socialize. Um, so you can try to navigate through the situations in that way um, to kind of figure out what's going to be the best set for you. But let's say that you want to be as present as all of them as you can, being able to recognize that your base of things is going to be your habits. So make sure that you're drinking enough water, make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you're managing stress, and make sure you're eating outside of those meals. It can be daunting and overwhelming of, well, I have like six meals I'm going out for. I should just like not really eat outside of that or just have protein shakes. But that can put you in a very bad situation. So being able to eat foods, but maybe if you normally have like a 
whole serving of peanut butter. Maybe you have a half serving of peanut butter um, and then you enjoy the other food. So being able to kind of move around some different things within your day. So for example, my breakfast is the biggest meal of my day. It's about 15 grams of fat. It's about 70 carbs and it's about 40 grams of protein. It's my favorite meal of the day. It's my breakfast. It's my go-to. So within my situation, I'll probably still have that breakfast before Thanksgiving because I likely will be pretty full after Thanksgiving and it's like a late lunch. So for dinner, I'll probably just kind of have some snacks. So I'll have two full meals and some snacks, kind of depending on how the day goes. But let's say that I was eating an earlier lunch or something like that, I would have a little bit smaller breakfast. So maybe I would have like some egg whites and some oats, or maybe I would have some yogurt with some toppings and some protein powder mixed in, or maybe I would have um, like a... um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I've not dieted for so long. I like forget things that have lower calories. Um, But I would have something smaller just to be able to not necessarily make up for the thing later, but to be conscientious of what that food volume is going to be. Um, So for my lunch, my lunch is normally a very lean ground turkey and rice and spinach. Maybe instead of having like 160 to 200 grams of rice, I have like 130 grams. So just a little bit less. I'm pulling it down just a little bit because I'm aware that I'm going to have a carb-heavy meal later on. Then I normally have a rice cake with raspberries and peanut butter on it. Maybe I ixnay the rice cake and the peanut butter and just have the raspberries so I get the fiber. Then I normally eat that meal with chips. Maybe I eat less chips or maybe I just don't have chips with that meal. And then I often put olive oil on that meal. Maybe I skip that because I know that there's going to be fat later on. So it's not necessarily I'm making up for food. It's I'm being conscientious of how much food I'm going to be consuming and what that looks like in relation to what's going to be best for my digestive system and how I feel. So I still have enough energy throughout the day, but I'm not starving going into the meal. But I'm also not so full that I want to actually blow up. Um, So being able to keep all these things in mind will be so helpful for you as you go through the holidays and travel. And don't forget to check out the links below. So there's going to be um, a link on the all or nothing mentality. There's going to be a link to an infographic on portion sizes. There's going to be the podcast about um, training and traveling and um, nutrition and traveling, as well as if it's not in the nutrition and traveling, the one about um, TSA and how to navigate through food with TSA, if any of you all are flying. Um, So those are going to be the main resources that are linked below, and then how to deal with lack of support on your fitness journey. So those are all going to be linked below. You can definitely give that a listen or a read or a look, but I think that those are all going to be helpful for you. If any of you all have any further questions about either how to deal with the holidays or travel or anything like that, because there's a lot of that coming up, or you have a question that wasn't necessarily addressed in this podcast, then feel free to leave it. Um, There's normally a Google form below for any feedback that you have or any questions you have for the podcast. So please feel free to leave it. I will 100% do a follow-up episode to make sure that you're all set here. So I hope you guys enjoyed this solo episode with me. Sue Bush. I realize I didn't say my name throughout the whole podcast, but uh, I hope that you guys have a very great Thanksgiving if you do celebrate and a very happy holiday season. Um, And know that at the end of the day, don't be an asshole. Don't eat like an asshole. Match your efforts with your expectations. And also, 
You do not have to make up for the food that you eat. You do not have to look up how many jumping jacks you have to do to burn off six bites of a sweet potato casserole. You don't need to do any of that. And at the base of all of this is your health. If you go back to your health, I promise you your decisions will be a whole hell of a lot easier. So enjoy the holidays, enjoy families, whatever dynamic that looks like for you, even if it is nothing by blood, but it feels like family. Enjoy. Um, And PD wishes you a happy holidays. Hey guys, Austin here. Thank you again for listening into the episode. It means a lot. If you can, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave the podcast a five-star review. This does help us grow and be found by others. Also, just wanted to mention, if you guys are interested in free education based around training and nutrition, be sure to check out physiquedevelopment.com backslash free education, where you will find free downloads, videos, articles, etc. No strings attached. Again, thank you. Chat soon.